despite everything going on around us, there's still rugby to talk about this week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Yes, matches are taking a hit in the resurgent Covid situation, but the Scarlets and the Ospreys are still set to face each other this weekend, and there's no shortage of talking points. We'll hear from an established Wales international and someone who may be joining them shortly. We'll hear from the Ospreys in a bit. So let's start with the home team, the Scarlets, and head coach Dwayne Peel, who's only just out of Covid isolation himself. Out this morning, yeah. So uh, I'll go. Managed to get some good work done. In terms of numbers, what's the latest with COVID and uh, testing and so forth? Yeah, so we tested this morning, pretty good shape this morning. So, you know, uh, so far we're okay. Obviously, it's been a long time, 22nd of October, last um, meaningful fixture. How do you keep them motivated and uh, hungry for this one? Yeah, I think, look, obviously the boys just read and playing in rugby, to be honest with you. I think that, um, you know, it's it's been so long now with close calls and preparing to get build themselves up physically, psychologically to a game and then getting cancelled, you know, I think it's tough for the boys. It has been, it has been mentally tough for that. But, you know, we're, we're almost there now, I think. You know, if we can fully we'll get across the line this week and uh, be able to be professional rugby players again, I think that's what our boys want. You know, at the end of the day, they've tried really hard. You know, we, we're saying the same sort of things every week. Now we're ready to go, but, you know, hopefully that, that'll be the case this week. How frustrating was it for the boys? Such a late cancellation, the um, Cardiff game on Boxing Day. Yeah, it was really frustrating, to be honest with you. I think that we prepped well that week you know, to find out on on Christmas Day, effectively, that the game you know, was going to be off. So it was uh, it was a tough one, really. You know, It's probably not something you want to be doing on Christmas Day, really, is trying to, trying to ring around and organise sessions and training and stuff. So, uh, yeah, obviously, they were a bit disappointed, I think, you know, as, as everybody will be, you know, like Cardiff, I'm sure, were the same, you know. So it's... Uh, it's disappointing, you know, but we've had to move on quickly because, um, you know, we've got, a, we've got a big one this weekend as well. So how did Christmas look for the players? Obviously very different. We planned, obviously, to play on Boxing Day, so we continued to come in. We came in on Boxing Day in another session and then had Monday off, come in Tuesday and then train today as well. So it's, um, we're captains run tomorrow and uh, as a bit of a normal week and then, uh, and then into it on, on Saturday, hopefully. Just on the players, given everything that's going on at the moment with so many games being postponed and things, are they under any further restrictions than the rest of us are as the general public or are they under the same restrictions that, that we are? No, I'm to be honest, I think that there's a lot of common sense involved in this, in this as well. You know, I think that you know, they're, they're eager and you know, they're, you know, they're quite anxious around the COVID thing, that knowing that you know, if they're the ones you know, to spread it, etc. So I think that They've been as alert as, as as alert as they can, you know. I think that the common sense of things around around it is that they are staying away from people and trying their best to avoid it, like everyone else is. But you know, some things happen, and you know, the close contact side of things as well. So there's, there's not much more I'd be asked that they're doing at the minute. You know, I think they're very cautious around it. We're trying to mitigate as many risks here as we can. It is what it is, unfortunately. That you know, this time of year as well, families are mixing, etc. That's probably the biggest danger of, of picking it up from from someone else. Do you know what the vaccination status is of your squad at the moment? Are, are all the players vaccinated, or are there some that aren't? A couple of aren't. Do you provide any guidance around that to them? Do you try and encourage yeah. them, or do you leave it as a personal choice? Yeah, I think there's obviously a lot of personal choice in this as well. You know, all we can do is be give the facts and try and avoid as much risk as we can. That's the medical staff that are dealing with that and. That's the way we're going about it. I think we're going to speak to Gareth Davis shortly, just a couple on, on Gareth. It's only scrum half 
in the autumn not to start a game. What, what did you make of, of that? I guess he probably it would have been a tough campaign for him to stomach in that sense. I assume it was really. You know, I think that for him coming off the back of a Lions tour as well, he'd be looking at a few games. But you know, there was reasoning around him not starting, and you know, he's obviously he's obviously spoken to Wayne on that. From my perspective, he's been he's been great coming back into the environment he wants to play. I think he's he's obviously disappointed now that having not played much throughout the summer and obviously the autumn as well, he's not played that much rugby over the last six months, you know. So I think he'll be sure, you know, surely looking forward to, to playing now and um, be very positive in the environment. And for someone like him, it's tough this this break, you know, because he hasn't played much rugby. So I think he was looking forward to having a good good European campaign and obviously into the derbies then. That's obviously getting knocked back for him now. So it's, uh, you know, as it is for everyone else. But I think like for him especially, I think he's looking forward to play. He's competitive. And he wants to put his name forward, and, and that's right. You know, that's not only for Wales, but for us as well. You know, we've got some good competition in, in our ranks with nine. You know, we've got obviously Kieran and, and Dane, and then a couple of young boys coming right through, pushing them harder from underneath. So, you know, it's good competition here. And I think boys just more eager to, to prove their worth. Really. You've had several games where, several weeks where you've been raising the players ready for a game at the weekend, not to play it, versus the idea of a break where you have certainty, but yeah, you've got a backlog. Which would you prefer, just knowing the situation for the next few weeks and a firm decision or try to get these games out of the way so at least you won't have to play them later? Um, well, no, I think that as we're going now, we're, we're prepping well, you know, so I'd, I'd rather play the games, to be honest with you. I think that, you know, we're just prolonging things for me. I think, like, if we're good to go, then we're good to go. And I think that hopefully, touch wood, as I'm sitting here now, as, we, as I mentioned earlier, we're good to go for this week. So I prefer to play the games. And one player desperate for some action is scrum half Gareth Davis. Didn't play that much on the Lions tour, spent the November internationals on the bench, and so it's quite a while since he started a game, including all the quarantine and call-offs. Yeah, it's been a funny couple of weeks. Yeah, we're a couple of days in South Africa, then 10 days in Belfast, and then, yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been a funny couple of weeks, a couple of months forever, but I think we're nearly there now. Hopefully we'll have a game on the weekend, and yeah, we're looking forward to welcoming the Ospreys down here on Saturday. What was it like, the late postponement of the uh, game against Cardiff on Boxing Day? What was that like for you as players? Yeah, it was disappointing, really. You know, I thought we we trained really well. You know, we came out of the isolation in Belfast. We had a couple of days to prep for the Bordeaux game. That got called off. And so, we, you know, we had an extra weekend to get ready for the Blues game. So we felt that we were in a good place and we were looking forward to that. But then, uh, you know, it wasn't meant to be COVID and all that. So, um, yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, we've had another week to prep for... The Austrians game now, so yeah, we've had a, a good couple of weeks to prep and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to go on Saturday. How long did it take after Belfast to try and get back up to speed? Yeah, I think I trained harder in Belfast than I've ever trained before, so I felt pretty good. You know, we, we were allowed to go out for half an hour in the morning, so I was running every day. You know, we were running every day, so um, yeah, no, I, I feel as good as now. Ospreys, obviously a derby game, important for the fans, they're not going to be there. How disappointing is that? But equally, how important is it that you put a performance for them watching on their screens? Yeah, we're obviously getting that we're not going to have any fans there on New Year's Day. You know, Scarlet Ospreys, it always brings a good crowd down here. And um, yeah, it's a shame they're not going to be here. But hopefully all the supporters will be at home watching us on TV. And uh, hopefully we'll have a good game for them and hopefully come away with a very big win for us. Reflecting on the autumn a little bit, uh, obviously... Didn't get the start that you, you might have liked. Is it a bit of a frustrating campaign to be watching? Wayne said that he knows what you can do and wanted to have a look at the other guys. Is always difficult to hear that kind of feedback from a coach when obviously all you want to do is play. 
No, not really, no. Yeah, I had a good chat with Wayne during the campaign and yeah, I thought Thomas played really well in those games. So, you know, there's not much I can do. I trained as well as I could and uh, didn't have as much game time as I wanted to have done. But, um, you know, I had a good little impact when I came on against Australia and I'm happy enough for that. And I'm looking forward to going back into the Six Nations now and battling again with Thomas and Kieran for that shit. You probably would have been as desperate as anyone just to get back into the the swing of things and get that game time and and those consistencies of performances and you know it's just must have been frustrating for that not to have taken place. Yeah, especially from my point of view, I, I feel like I need to play as much as I can because that's when I feel like I play my best rugby. So um, hopefully now it's important for me to play a couple of games before the Six Nations campaign and hopefully yeah hit a bit of form going into that. With the Welsh derbies as well, hopefully as we said, you guys can get it on 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 the weekend. Always mean a little bit more when you're playing against nearest and dearest. Yeah, you know it's always a big game against the Ospreys. Uh, we know what they bring, and you know they they're a good team. So uh, it's going to be a tough challenge for us. But I think we've trained really well the last couple of weeks, and you know we are just desperate for a game now. So we're going to be first thing to go on Saturday. Obviously, familiar faces. You'll probably be going up against someone like Reese Webb. But what, what have you made of Reese down the years, and you know how much you're looking forward to potentially that battle? Yeah, I played against Webby over the years. You know, a few times played with him a lot as well. You know, get on really well with Webby. So expecting a, another tough battle against him, and um, yeah, hopefully I'll come out on top. Can you remember your last full game or when you started last? Uh, yeah, Leinster away, around for October. Everyone talks about people needing a bit of rest or whatever, but have you played as little rugby as you have done in a year, in the past year? Uh, yeah, we haven't played much, no, but still, you know, still mentally hard, you know, training every week and obviously preparing for a yeah. game and stuff, but then last minute the game's been called off, so, you know, we're still training as hard as we ever do and mentally it's still tough, you know, it's not like we've had weeks off just to relax, like, it is pretty full on, but yeah, yeah we need to get back playing now, yeah. It's like we've had a little pre-season the last couple of weeks, you know, there's no games then, Games been called off, so we have a, a tough training session that sort of replaces like a game, you know. So we were in your boxing day, and it's one of the toughest sessions I've had all year, so not easy. So, you know, it, sometimes it is easier for us to be playing. So, yeah, looking forward to get back into it now, like I said. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Two teams in a healthy state to make a game and the Ospreys have come out of a period of Covid forcing them to call off matches. Head coach Toby Booth's relieved to be preparing for a match again. Yeah, we're good to go. Yeah, so we obviously have had a lot prior to this, as everybody knows, around in the European windows. I won't say it's been straightforward because that would be a lie. It's certainly not been straightforward and your training group changes and this whole scenario is probably more difficult to manage because obviously it's an ever-changing situation that changes very quickly with this variant. So the close contacts and without doubt it's being brought from the community in rather than the other way around, which makes it even more difficult to control. But yeah, no, we're good to go. We're um, comfortable with trying today. So uh, yeah, as long as there's not any more changes between now and then, then we'll be good. Even with no fans, a Welsh derby is still a Welsh derby. Yeah, particularly this one and, you know, from our point of view. So, look, we're really excited about it. You know, we've had a long time without any rugby. We're disappointed, obviously, not to have people in watching it. That's a completely different topic, as you as you know. But, uh, yeah, to get back out there and playing and doing what we are paid to do and love to do is certainly what we're looking forward to. 
and obviously the Christmas, it gets ramped up a little bit. Look, we're in the entertainment business. Our job is to try and, whether we like it or not, sport is a part of entertainment. You can see how important it is around this time of year. Everyone loves, for example, the darts is synonymous with Christmas. Welsh derbies are synonymous with Christmas. You know, those bits and bits. You look at the football programme in the Premiership football. So, look, we understand what how important it is to the people and obviously the people that participate. So, yeah, getting some form of programme, even if it's limited, is, is really important, I think. The overriding narrative for all of this is is COVID, as it has been for the last however many months. What's the current vaccination status of the squad? Are there unvaccinated players? The 100% vaccinated. You know, different variants, different situations, close contacts from home. You know, we've had different... It's been such a complex thing. We've had different approaches by... Uh, Public Health Wales, where close contacts and vaccinated were had to do 10 days and then it was PCR on it. So it's been an ever-changing field. And, you know, I'm sure I speak for a lot of medical departments and administration departments and operations where this movable feast, if you like, and I use the feast not necessarily in a positive point, has been very hard to digest. Movable indigestion, I should say. So uh, from that point of view, it's it's been really, really tough. But we have to be agile, as agile as we can, and we have to control our controllables. And then we'll deal with what governance and, and whatever and what we have to do. Maybe how difficult is it to prep for a, a team that haven't played any rugby since the 22nd of October? Does it feel like the start of the season all over again? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, I, but I don't think it's a unique problem. Or I think that, you know, I spoke to... Another coach yesterday in URC, out of Wales, who was basically asking us how we'd handled certain elements of the processes. So I think there is an element of suck it and see with all of this. But again, the real mental test for us all is control our controllables, prepare the best we can. The hidden cost of any injury, COVID, is how you prepare because you can't mimic game pressure. You you know, if you've got a high injury list as well, on top of that, your ability to mimic game pressure and constraints is really difficult. So you can't deal with the pressure on a match day anyway. If it's a long absence, it's the same. It's like your first game in pre-season is often around about not making mistakes and bits and pieces because of the shock of playing at this level. So, yeah, there's lots of things that play here. Yeah, as you say, effectively another pre-season, the third pre-season of the year is probably not ideal for anyone. But if it's the same for us all, then we just have to get on with it. How much is that magnified by the nature of these fixtures? It doesn't matter what the league position of the two teams are. This is traditionally the biggest game of the season for these two sides. So how difficult is it to manage the boys who are clearly chomping at the bit to get on the field? It is difficult because there's the emotional element to it. But there's so much interference around at the moment. Actually, I think it's almost dumbed it down a little bit because there's so much uncertainty in the world at the moment. But certainly within the sporting world and rugby in Wales at the moment. The challenge has been making sure that we're clear, clear on and controllable. As I said, I know as boring as it sounds to you all, I'm sure if I'm controlled controllable is another coach talking about it, but it is a real mental test of, of that. Once we get to the main event, I think it'll, you'll see a lot of people start to relax a little bit and we can actually get on with the main thing and let's hope we get to that position. We're speaking to Morgan Morris next. Uh, obviously, he's been um, pretty impressive this season. I mean, what's your thoughts been been on his performances and what does he bring to your team? I think the first thing it, he's disappointed about is to be compared to Scott Burnell, really. I think that's the thing he's most disappointed about because he says he's better looking. But apart okay. from that, the similarities as a player is very complimentary. He's, he's probably an advert of what we're trying to do here. 
you know, from our point of view, about giving young players opportunity and breeding young players for the long term and obviously for Wales. So he's been one of those players that have developed consistently. Obviously, with young players, you get a little bit of inconsistency at times. But from that point of view, he's been a very dominant ball carrier. We're trying to bring the defensive side of the game for him. Yeah, he's an exciting prospect for sure. But over the last couple of years, when fixtures have been you know, so uncertain, has that development job been harder? Perversely, it's actually probably, in my opinion, more beneficial. The one thing about young players is about consistency and performance. So with younger players, they are obviously prone to different emotional levels and emotional control and emotional mentality to perform at the highest level all the time is something that fluctuates probably that people can't see as much. It manifests itself in how people perform. But these breaks, if you like, allow a little bit of mental space for people just to mentally recover. And it also then provides time for us to be very surgical on parts of their game to make them more consistent in the things that really matter and have a big influence. So perversely, I think it, it doesn't help everyone. There's no one rule for one, but from a planning of their development, it actually lends itself to probably more specific improvement. So let's speak to Morgan Morris, someone who's made quite an impression on the regional game already and who's looking forward to a Scarlet's derby as the chance to take another step forward. Yeah, massively excited. You know, it's the type of game that everyone wants to play in, isn't it? Local derby, biggest game of the year, really. So you can feel it around in training. There's a massive buzz around everyone. Just excited to go ahead on this in the weekend. I can go for it. Toby's just talked about the fact that there are obviously still so many senior Ospreys players who are unavailable. And obviously there was a piece on the website this week about the average age of the squad and how many of you could avail of the under 25 tickets in the ticket office if you were in fact togging out and playing in these games. Do you think that's affected the kind of mood and vibes in the squad and and in training because it's a kind of no fear approach from all of you? I'd say we're a pretty tight squad, even with the senior players as well. So they're still around training, still around the gym. You know, we still see them all every day. It's not like they're never here. It's just we've got the opportunity now, the younger boys, to go out there and show why why we're here, why we've got contracts, why we're playing. And, well, that's what we've got to do. We've got to take our opportunity and hopefully when they come back, we can still carry on playing. That's what we want. We want to push them and for them to push us to be the best we can be. Obviously, there have been very few games for this side in the past couple of months and Scarlet's even fewer. They haven't played since the 22nd of October. Does it feel like you're coming off the back of a pre-season at all with just that sale game kind of under your belts over the past few weeks? Yeah, it's been a bit of a weird one, hasn't it, with everything going on. But I'm just going to take it as it goes and look forward to the weekend where, you know, we're all here to play rugby. I'm both sure both teams are just looking forward to playing. That's the only thing we want to do. You know, we've had a couple of weeks of training now, but broken up between games. So probably the game fitness won't be there as much, but as long as we get into it and play, that's all we care about. How difficult has it been to mentally prepare during this period of time when things do hang in the balance so much and you're having to be tested every day, unsure of whether games will go ahead. Has it been an emotional struggle for players to deal with that? It's probably quite easy to get distracted, I'd say, but it's our job at the end of the day. You know, we go out there to play rugby and to put on a show and that's what we have to do. That's why we come to work. That's why we're here every day. So it's not really that hard in terms of getting ready for a game, especially against the Scarlets. It's probably the easiest one to get up for. And beyond that, is Wales something you think about on the horizon or is that... 
not really something that you think too much about. Obviously, I think about it. I think every player does want to go to the next step and as, go as far as they can. But the important thing is playing for the Ospreys at the minute. Like you said in the last one, there's still senior players to come back in the back row. So there's still big competition for me in the back row. So unless I'm starting every week for the Ospreys, then I can't really think about too far ahead at the minute. Did you see the comparison to Scott Cornell the other week? Well, you can see everything Scott's done over his career and everything he's achieved. It's, yeah, it's pretty good to be compared to him, obviously, isn't it? But I'm not sure. I've still got to do more to be on his level and sort of achieve more myself to get there. So hopefully it's nice to have a comparison. But if I have the career he has, then I'll be happy. <laughs> so. For a young player coming through the last couple of years, it hasn't been a standard process, has it? Have you found the last couple of years in terms of trying to get enough game time to make your name? It's a tough one, I think. I've, I think I've had a decent amount of game time overall, but obviously we have missed sort of big stints here and there where I could have had an extra maybe eight, ten games sort of under my belt, which is massive, especially at my age is where I want to be playing the most rugby I possibly can. So it is tough, but I think I've still managed to come out all right with it. I've still played quite a bit of rugby in the last three, four years. So I'm pretty happy to where it is now. And you mentioned you're not getting the chance to play at the moment with the Alan Wynne Joneses, Justin Tipperick's of the world, but you're seeing them every day. Are they coming up and giving you little pointers, giving you things to work on? Yeah, definitely, especially the back rows like uh, Justin Tipperick, Dan Lydia. Well, since I've been in the academy and started training with the first team, they all, the whole way through, they've been brilliant for me, sort of just their brains, coming up to me, letting me know, helping out with my roles and helping out with everything, really little tips here and there as well, which go a long way and sort of learn from everything they've done and just learning little snippets, so that was amazing. So good luck to both teams and hopefully we'll see Cardiff and the Dragons back in action sooner rather than later. Let's hope all round for a better 2022. But until then, from the Welsh Rugby Union, goodbye and Happy New Year. Thank you.